<laughs> What's up, everybody? And welcome to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters. We have yet another appearance pre-show of none other than the prodigy. We uh, did have him on the show once or twice before already. It was uh, once before New York. Just once before New York. Mm -hmm. And um, he has made significant improvements since then. So uh, he's also brought a lovely guest with him that I will let him introduce today. What's up? What's up? You already know it's a prodigy. We back at it again, baby. 14 days away from the Mr. Olympia. And I brought a special guest, a.k.a. a special lady in my life. Katie, say something, please. Hi, guys. What's up? Katie, what's the proper way of uh, pronouncing your last name? It's Copful. Copful. Yes. Um, Full of cops. Yeah. Just like, yeah. That's definitely, exactly. we don't want that. Right. Not that. We don't <laughs> want to be full of cops. Um, so, these two are down here uh, from now until they leave for the Olympia, until we leave for the Olympia, which is Wednesday next week. No, it's Wednesday, well, Thursday, the following week. So yeah. we still got two more weeks till the Olympia. You guys are leaving on a Wednesday? I do so. Or is it Thursday? Wednesday. Okay. Well, it means Wednesday. Wayne is Thursday for me. So I oh, okay. yeah, okay. Okay. I might be leaving very early Thursday morning. I think that's when I leave. Yeah. Regardless, they're here for a while. Uh, Katie came as well. Katie's also a client of mine, and she is competing at the Hurricane Pro Show. It's funny that that's the name of the show. You know, I, I have to say, I, I think that if Blackstone Labs incurs any damages from this hurricane, I, like 10% should have to come out, out of his pay because he like basically brought this hurricane with him. Yeah. Like, no, not at all. Not at all. Come on. This is like, if there, there could not be more of an indicator that he literally just was like, hey, yo, this is where I'm going to be at. If you could meet me over here, that'd be great, Dorian, because <laughs> I'm going to need to fuck some shit up. He came like a storm. Literally. Because the storm's coming in 14 days. <laughs> like that. Imagine if somehow this storm miraculously just tracks all the way across the U.S. and it's in Vegas just during the Olympia. Blasts the Olympia. Just gonna fly away. <laughs> That'd be nice. Then, then it won't screw up shit down here. I want to get too uh, sidetracked talking about this hurricane, but it is really, really, really fucking annoying. Excuse my language. Yeah, we, we spent a, a good amount of time just off off track talking about it before the intro it's all anybody talks about <laughs> whenever there's a hurricane it becomes like the topic of everyone's discussion like marissa today she's so cute i i i'm not like talking shit <laughs> it sounds like you're about to talk some shit but so like she called me this morning so she had some client who's an expert because like you know all her clients are experts on shit that that she'll like tell me these things and i'll be like do you really think that that person whose hair you did today knows more about this than me and she'll, so she called me and she goes, so we're going to have to drain at least a foot of water out of the pool. And I go, are we? And she goes, yeah, because it'll overflow. And I go, well, just so you know, I have lived here for five years and I've never drained anything out of the pool ever. And so far, everything's been fine. And she's like, you're not worried about it overflowing. I, and I go, and what? The house washing away? I mean, if it overflows, it overflows. What's going to happen? Everything is going to be underwater yeah, in, like, in a couple of days here. Draining the pool, uh, like a foot of water. Like where, where does she think you're going to put the water that there's not going to be a fuck ton of water yeah. in the next couple of days? I don't know. And I was like, babe, relax. It'll be fine. Whoever told you that is a fucking idiot. Excuse my language. Like drain. I, was like, I guess they should the probably pool. go drain all the lakes and all yeah. that. 
Um, to where? The one thing, though, that everybody keeps asking me, though, I will say, is what am I going to do with the iguanas? That I haven't really thought about yet. That's, as long as you don't put them in the house while we're sleeping, we're good. I mean, I might put them in the house while you're awake. Um, so the thing is, is you can probably swim a lot better than the iguanas can. So the yeah. iguanas may have to take your spot, and you may have to just have, like, a floaty. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to bring them inside and, like, put them in the shower you know how I had them in the shower downstairs at one point? Oh, God, yeah. Well, if they're inside, then I will be outside. Right, so that's what I, that's what kind of what I figured. They can't get out of you guys. That's kind of what I figured. So. Far away. I don't know. What, I, I don't know. I have to put some serious thought into that because even though they're inside those enclosures, enclosures I don't know. Like Those enclosures move? I mean, I suppose they could. They're heavy, but I mean, I'm sure I'm, if, they, if this storm is strong enough to rip up trees, then it's going to rip oh. up the enclosures. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess I should bring them inside then. Well, well, I'll put are, them in that shower downstairs. I've had to do are, that before. Are they in the guest room? No, the lizard room is the guest I'll room. I'll put them in the. I can put them in the guest house. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I'll put them in the guest house. Plenty of space. If you need help doing that, let me know. <laughs> okay, thank you. <clears throat> um, um, so their first hurricane, uh, and like I said, I don't want to waste too much time talking about that. They came down here to, you know, I wanted to get as much time as I could with Keon, and they're both training, so they came down together, and we're just maximizing as much of this as possible. But before we get into that, I did think that we should talk about a little bit about them because it's cute. It's a cute story. Yes, we do need some some cute little lovey dovey backstory. Cute stories are always good. You know, we do all the all the hardcore stuff. But um let us know and don't be shy. Yeah, no shyness here. So how did you guys meet? Let's let the world know the story. Well if you're curious, yeah I wanna hear some cute shit. <laughs> Relax. All right. So <laughs> Basically off of Instagram, you know. Instagram That's how it always is basically, it's basically a dating website. You agree? Yeah, well, yeah. We had, we had mutual friends um, just through coach, old coaches and things, and um, we lived close to each other, so we already kind of had knew of each other, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, but I was definitely working. She was kind of playing hard to get. You know? Was she? Oh, she was. Was she blowing you off? Yeah, it was one of those things, you know, people go through stuff in the past, so I always make it harder for the next man. To That's what happens. You know Been what through I mean? that a plenty of times. You know what I mean? So I definitely had to work. I will say he he did put in the work, but paid off, um, made him work for it. How did he How did he impress you, though? Um, I think just just persistence. Ah, consistency. <laughs> See? It is, yeah. You got um, to be consistent and not give up. And I'm pretty, I will say, I'm pretty hard to impress. Like, not really a lot impresses me as far as guys and just, you know, lots of guys are the same. And I'm sure Marissa can attest to that. Mm -hmm. um, so he definitely was very persistent. And I just, I think I finally just gave in. And I, I kind of always knew, though. I had a feeling, you know, like I always, I had a feeling. He was different. What did you think, Keon? Were you getting like to the point where you're like, I'm tired of this shit? Yeah, I started to give up. I'm not gonna lie to you, but you know, she came right before the Arnold Classic, actually, you know. And ever since then, just been going strong for six months. And now, when you were training, it's a true story, for the Arnold Classic, I had said, I actually told Keon that it's very important that he has no girlfriend and that he just focuses on his bodybuilding and nothing else. And he didn't say shit to me. And it wasn't until at the Arnold 
and and he was on stage and I was talking about what a bright future he has. I'm like, man, he just got to keep his head focused and just, you know, stay out of trouble, stay out of, stay away from girls. And I was saying this out loud with Flex Wheeler and Flex was like, he has a girl. And I was like, no, he doesn't. And he was like, yes, he does. And I was like, what the fuck? Boom. Sold out immediately. Yeah. So at that point, were you guys already dating? Yes, we was. Oh, we actually secret. started dating before I uh, flew out secret, to Vegas. Secret little liars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to scare you. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want you to think I was going to lose, you know, distraction and all that good stuff. But, you know, she's in prep. She's a bikini pro. So, you know, that definitely helps a lot with me being in prep. She makes sure I'm on track. I met, so then I met uh, Katie at the New York Pro. And I'm not saying it just because she's here. I was super, super happy. When I met her, because, like, I'm just gonna say bluntly, like every guy needs a Katie, like she's just the real deal. And I felt very happy after that. I was like, you know what? This kid's got a really, really good ride or die girl. They're very, they complement each other very well. They have the same, you know, goals, mindset. And I was actually very pleased. I was impressed uh, on both sides. Um, and then after that, I never. Worried about it. I, in fact, I was actually happy when I met her. I was like, you know what? This is probably going to keep him out of trouble. And I talked a little bit about it in the video that we shot today. I think in bodybuilding to have success, there's no in-between. Like, you can't be, like, dating and shit. You either have to be, like, locked down, married, where where the person just gets what you're doing, and they're just fucking cool with you being selfish. They're going to be, like, understanding that it's all about you and what you're doing, or... You have to be completely solitary, like nobody in your way. You're just worried about yourself, not dating, not doing any of that shit because any in between, it's just too much distractions. And most people just don't get it. Like I've tried doing it where I was like dating a little bit and like girls would be like, oh, what do you mean you can't go out to eat? Or why can't you do this? Or why can't you do that? And I've seen it on the other side too, where like guys are like mad because the girl that they're dating is like, oh, it's just to bring her fucking Tupperwares everywhere and this and that, fuck that. And people just don't get it. It's hard for people to get it. So. When you're in a situation where the other person gets it, it just makes it so much easier to focus on what you have to do. Because there, there's a lot of distractions that'll take you out of your game. So I was yeah. very happy to see that. Yes, absolutely. And I know that he's not lying and just saying it for the show because I've actually texted him. I don't know how many, how, how long ago it was, but I texted him, I think around the time that you guys really started posting about each other more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, this is good. You know that he found a girl that's into the sport. And because like my girlfriend's not wasn't into competing or anything before I met her. So like I met her like two weeks into the only prep I ever did. And I just had to explain to her, like, look, this shit's about to get crazy for the next couple of weeks. Either you can stick around, stick through it or I'll talk to you in 10 weeks. I don't know what to tell you, but this is what it is. I already made the decision. I was going to do this shit two weeks ago. So I got to do it. And so she luckily was willing to stick through the craziness. And, you know, we've been good ever since. But, you know, he texted me like, yeah, no, I think she's a really good girl. Like they're seemingly great for each other and uh, so far he's like on the right track for for good success in not only you know bodybuilding but in in life in general so excited to see I appreciate the kind words yeah I appreciate it sometimes I'm nice you are nice sometimes (laughs) mostly when nobody can hear it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right so Katie is three weeks out now and we did one mini prep together for Tampa this is our first like very many, yeah. Like four weeks. Yeah. Um, but she changed fast. She works damn hard. That's all I want is for people to just do what I say. You know, like 
That sounds kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's like what we were talking about <laughs> when you were prepping on the podcast and you were like, I don't, I don't ever expect people to do what I'll do, but when I'm on prep, I'm ready to die. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can't really be ready to ask people to kill themselves. <laughs> so that's not really going to be a thing. No, I don't want people to do that. But I want, <laughs> if someone is following my advice, if I'm taking the time to give them my advice, I just want them to do it. And I don't mind them asking. I will always answer their questions. And I actually always tell my clients, ask me a lot. But I really like it when they just do what I say. That's the best. And that's how Katie is. She just fucking checks in when she's supposed to check in and she just does her plan and the results happen because I know she's following her plan. So I had said when we had, we could have a real prep together, we could do some pretty amazing things. So now we're three weeks out from the hurricane, which is in, where's that, Clearwater? Yes, Clearwater. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to actually stay at that show, which will be exciting. We have a few people doing that show. And she's going to be absolutely shredded at that show, which you can, you can tell like even her clothes, she's pretty shredded yeah. now. But the standard for conditioning in bikini has gotten insane now so it's like i i like jokingly say it they're like they're like bones and skin now but you got you got to be really damn lean in bikini now and so she'll be shredded when she gets on stage and i'm excited about that in the meantime she's assisting with keon who is now two weeks out from the olympia and they're both in much different spots as far as what they're doing with their diets. I mean, there's a lot of similarities in many ways, but does one person like prep the food or you do individually like do your own thing? Uh, we pretty much do it together basically. Yeah. If I'm cooking fish, I'll cook enough for her. Or she do a chicken or, you know, we just help each other out. We both do it. Does one person cook better than the other? Uh, Yes, I cook better than she does. Just like me. No, don't Mm. apologize. I will admit that all day long. But you did make some good fish the other day, so it was pretty good. What about off-season? Who cooks more? Oh, well, it's crazy because ever since we've been together, we've been on prep. (laughs) (laughs) So what a life. We've had maybe like a few weeks, you know, after after the Arnold, after New York, whenever that was, where we had some meals out, like some dates, you could call it. But really... We've we, one of us has been in prep. I never even thought us. about. And how old yeah. are you guys? I'm 24. I just turned 28. Okay, so that's funny because you definitely look younger than him. Dude, people <laughs> say they'll be like, you know, high school, you're high school, right? Yeah. Anyway, it goes. Yeah. It's just crazy, man. We've been together for six months and haven't had fun yet. And right. every time I'm <laughs> yeah. with, you know, the Blackstone Labs. When we're going to a different state, I'm on prep, so I have not enjoyed myself. How funny is that? Yet, I never even thought about crazy. that. Their whole relationship has been in prep. What's going to happen when you guys are off prep? They just start stabbing each other and <laughs> battling. I hope no. I would no. think it would be the opposite. I think it'll be the ap- the opposite. I think that I think that that like, the, 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 their love will shine. I think it would be like like yo, we both started eating carbs again, and we realized like. We wanted to open a business and like we've built three houses and like we just have all this extra energy now and we just Maybe. love each other so much no, and like really? yeah, it's got to be something because we're definitely making the best of it on prep. So if, I mean we're having fun now. So once we're off prep, I can't imagine yeah. what's going to happen. I mean either that. Can you or, imagine? Just, or they're just going to be like, I have no idea what to do now. Can you imagine <laughs> these two just getting to go to like a fucking carnival together and eating like fried food? I picture them just walking through it from start to finish and then coming out the other side without doing anything at all. Just because they're so used to not. They're like, that stuff all looked really good, but we're going to do go do cardio. So wait a minute. Are we allowed to have this? <laughs> That's crazy. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So, well, the funny thing is, so he'll, he'll be done at the Olympia and he'll be celebrating. 
and she won't be able to. Wow, this is this is. Well, I will still, you know, celebrate as far as, like. I mean, you'll be a week out. Yeah, celebrate his his victory. I'm not worried about you know the food. The food or anything. All, I mean, I look. Really think about that. Pop some water bottles. I think that most yeah. of us at this point that have been doing this for a while, yes, we celebrate with food. I mean, that's just the way it is. But I think that when it's that big of a deal and you have like a lot of other things going on that are important to you, you can wait a week to eat, you know? Right. I, I, uh, there was a year where after nationals, um, I had a lot of stuff going on. I had some stuff. I had like a TV appearance and uh, Maury Povich, by the way, that was hilarious. And I had a, a photo shoot that I wanted to do that was all set up way after oh. nationals. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Rewind this. You were on Maury. I was on Maury twice. <laughs> You were on Maury twice. twice. I have to Hold bring some the of that fuck show. on. Rewind this fucking story. So, all right, one of them, <laughs> the one that was after nationals that year was called Little People, Big Talent. And I'm sure it's not that hard to figure out what that show is about. It was about midgets, which is not the right word. It's little people. That's what they prefer to be called. Don't call them midgets. That's derogatory. Which is. I'm not trying to be a dick and make everybody laugh on this, but I think it's fucking hilarious that little person is better than like midget. Like, hello, little person. Yeah, just call me a midget. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not a little person, so I don't. I don't get it. But, but like, (laughs) but on so on that show, they were like, refer to them as little people. They're not dwarves. They're not midgets. Somebody made a joke that was there. There were like elves, and the lady like gave him a dirty look. And I was like, I wasn't going to call them anywhere, anything. I don't know if you remember Midget Mac. He was there. He was one of the people there. He, Midget Mac was on one of those. Um, he was a rapper. He was on one of those VH1 like dating shows. He was there. He was a fucking dick, by the way. Cocky as fuck. He got like the TV went to his head. Uh, he had a little crew with him, though, like a little harem of girls and shit. Um, I, my, my. My job. When you say little, people, little harem of girls. Were they little girls? No, they were normal girls. They were, oh, normal they were girls. regular sisters. So my job on this one was, there was a little little person, uh, Lady Gaga, named Lil <laughs> named Lil Gaga, and they wanted four muscular men. I was one of them to carry her little throne out. So she sat on her little queen chair, and we picked it up and we carried her out onto the stage and we placed her down and then we just kind of like stood there with our shirts off and. So that was that. Now the other one. PJ, that I did, why is that not in your bio? I'll have to find it. I'll have to, I'll have to find it. I used to get when I was like, <laughs> back when I was young and I was bodybuilding. I'm going to tell you two hilarious things about bodybuilders. For starters, bodybuilders are short, right? And I am not tall by any means, but I'm five eleven, right? Which is fairly tall. So there was always casting calls for tall bodybuilders. And there are no tall bodybuilders. So I would get a lot of these things with Big Sean Allen, who was like 6'5", would also get them. Um, And I would get a lot of these gigs just because I was like relatively tall and they wanted people that were taller. And so once they know you, they call you for things. So once I made my first Maury Povich, they, they invited me back for a few other ones. Now, another hilarious one that I did, and I have pictures from this one, by the way, is... How am I not finding it? So the episode was called. I'll have to pull up the, the, the videos from this one in the picture. Little people, big talent, Maury. They're like I'm finding little people, big talent from Jerry Springer. Little little people, big problems. Jerry Springer. One from TLC. Nothing from Maury. So the one that you'll find, I bet you, if I can think of the right na- name for this one, and I have pictures of this one on my Facebook. 
is I don't know what the title. I have to think of what the title of the show was, <laughs> but it was basically he or she, right? And it was they had five girls that were actual girls that looked kind of like guys, and five trannies that were like smoking hot trannies. And they mixed them all up, and the crowd had to be like, that's a girl, that's a guy, that's a girl, that's a guy. And then they would reveal. And so my role, me and Big Sean Allen again, BSA was hilarious, by the way. You're probably too young to know who BSA was. Huge, 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 huge bodybuilder. And he referred to himself in third person all the time. Big Sean Allen, Big Sean Allen, don't play that. That was like one of his things they would say all the time. And so Big Sean Allen, I always got cast with him for these things. And so... There was a girl who was famous. She was in a Chingy video, Chingy the Rapper. And Chingy fucked this thing that wound up... Thing is wrong. Somebody's going to get mad at me saying that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Fucked this girl that wound up being a tranny. And that tranny was on the show. And let me tell you something. That tranny was hot. I don't care if anybody fucking thinks that. I'm weird for saying that. So anyway... We're, we're, we're lining up backstage and Big Sean Allen's looking at one and he's like, hell yeah. That's all woman right there. And I was like, I'd be careful if I were you. You don't know who is who here. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hell no, I know a woman when I'm, you think PSA don't know a woman? Boy. And I was like, I don't know, I'm just saying, I, I'm not trying to talk to anybody, I'm just here. They said it was 500 bucks, two hours work, whatever I gotta do, I gotta do. So we go into this room and they're like, we're gonna paint you guys gold. You guys are going to be statues. You're going to be their trophies. And I was like, sweet. So they spray paint us gold, like gold protein, basically, right? And they made us wear these little gold shorts and shoes. It's fucking hilarious. And um, this one is, I'm telling you, this one had a huge ass, boobs, pretty face. And they were like, oh, that's the girl from the Chingy video. And he's like, Chingy ain't got no trannies in his videos. And I'm like, why, you know, you know Chingy like that? And he's like, Pfft. And so he's like sweet talking her and stuff backstage. So sure enough, everybody comes out, and so the person would walk out, we would escort them out, and the crowd would be like, that's a girl, that's a man, that's a girl, whatever, and they'd all cheer, and then the person would be like, I'm a girl, and everybody would be like, oh my God, whatever. <laughs> so um, funny thing is, they were wrong about some of the girls, which made me feel really bad. Like, there was a couple of girls, I was like, that's definitely a man, and they were actually girls, and I was like, oof, that's rough, you know, to be the girl that everybody thinks is a man. So the chingy one comes out, you would think you just don't go on that show. I know. So the, the, the Chingy one comes out, and I just, I wasn't saying shit the whole time because there's some, this one's too good to be true, right? I mean, the body was crazy. It was like your classic, like, you know, like early 2000, like 90s, like rap video girl, you know? And um, so she, like, does this whole presentation, and BSA is, like, staring at her all happy, and she's like, but I have to say, I was born a man and the whole crowd's like no and he his face was like so upset and he he goes don't be fucking telling nobody about this pj and i was just laughing <laughs> i'm gonna go put it on my podcast i was now like telling everybody i was like listen i'm not saying i'm not saying shit um and then it came out later on that like chingy like had sex with that girl mm. and then that girl came out and was like i'm a tranny and it like fuck with chingy's head really bad and all mm. this shit um how are we? Why did we get on the subject of Maury Povich, by the way? Uh, you uh, were trying to slide by the fact that you had a Maury Povich appearance twice 
uh, in some other lineup of things you were doing around that time. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. How the fuck? Are you you should have left that out of there. I don't even know there. how we got on the subject of that. should have left that to, out. To training. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about that. I don't know, but that was a good little diversion. Somehow we've been getting training talks been coming up lately. People are going to think I'm weird. I mean, you you brought that on yourself. All right, let's go back to... Training's at the O. <laughs> let's go. You can't even say that. That's true. Is Vegas. There's all kinds of scares. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah, man. You should have been true. there for our first year. It was all kinds of trainees and shit. What was going on the first year? When we we, we, all, we all went and got pizza, and Sammy, Kiara, me, I can't remember who else. There was a bunch of us, a group of us, and uh, we got to eat pizza and called an Uber, and in the five or ten minutes we were out on the corner waiting for the Uber, like – we almost got stabbed by two homeless people who were trying to rob us for our pizza and Kiara kept like egging them on. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then a dude walked past us pulling a rolling back or a rolling suitcase with no wheels on it. <laughs> but he was meth or cracked way the fuck out. Dude's eyes were so wide and he's walking with his head up, bro. It's the middle of the fucking night and he's walking straight up not running as fast as he could possibly speed walk dragging this suitcase with no wheels on it just all down the road just right past everybody we were like jesus just messed out messed the fuck out we were like, scary this is fucking crazy and then uh immediately after that guy walked by a dude in a suit walked up and handed us all cards to go to a strip club and if i'm not mistaken <laughs> it was a deal where they would pick you up in a limousine for free, ride you to the strip club, give dudes two drinks and ladies unlimited drinks because it was single mother's night and they needed people to come out and support the single strippers. What the fuck? Excuse my language. Yes. That's that is, terrifying. That is legitimately what dude. Who takes an, that ride? Who's like, sure, let's go. Yeah. And he was like, you just call the number on the card and they come pick you up. On yeah, the you just end up in the middle of the desert I'm like, somewhere. yeah, no, I don't nope. do that for Hell. sure not. But he like hands us a little card. He was like, you guys look like you'd want to go and get in on this deal. We were like, no, we're actually going to get in this Uber and go back to fucking Florida. Yeah, So like that. that was quite the experience. This this meth story, this crazy story is, is making me want to sh- say shout out to Bruce. By the way, patrolling uh, Pennsylvania up, up on the uh, border. He uh, patrols Interstate 80 and he was telling me that this story, because they deal with a lot of meth heads up there. He said that sometimes he'll be doing like a DUI or something. And, you know, they're all on like camera and mic- and they're all mic'd up. And he'll be like, he said he often listens to me like on Bluetooth in the, in the you know, in the car. And he'll, he'll said sometimes there'll be like the camera and everything. It'll be on camera of him like, you know, reading somebody like the, you know, their rights and whatever. And then you'll, all of a sudden you'll hear me like screaming about titties or like fucking or something like that. And he'll be like, oh man, he'll like laugh because it comes up on the microphone and on the camera. And then even the people that they're pulling over can hear it. I was like, they're like, what the fuck are you watching, dude? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That makes me pretty proud, actually. You're like trannies and fucking. Yep. At least they're entertained on their way to jail. Anyways, back to back to the, the Olympia. Story. Yep. Yep. So we're 14 days out from the Olympia, but before we go into the Olympia talk, I've been fucking going through this for 20 minutes, and we haven't gotten to my original. What Sorry, I originally wanted to talk about. I honestly forgot for a second, and now it just came back in my head. I'm not going to do that anymore. So we're going to go through three shows. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Show number one was the Arnold. Tell us about your prep for the Arnold. Summarize it. Um, how hard you trained, how hard you dieted, bullet points. As you guys know, I was working with uh, Flex Wheeler, you know, one of the 
all times greatest greatest uh uncrowned bodybuilder you know it's crazy he had amazing physique and um you know once again we linked up at tampa pro after i placed uh second and uh, we did the arnold classic uh, it was a 12-week prep um very different prep from any other people that that done actual prep uh how different was it from your tampa prep uh, very different, very man. Different. Just should I go in details? You can get into bit? a little bit of detail, yeah. Um, like far as the diet, um, you know, eating a lot of red meat. Um, I was eating a lot of red meat. Uh, low carb. Started at ten weeks out, going to like fifty grams of zero carbs. Uh, no cardio. That's very rare for someone to do a show with no cardio, mm-hmm. zero cardio, and uh, like damn near three gallons of water a day. So that's pretty much my Arnold prep someday. How much posing? Uh, posing was a hour a night, and that was before my last meal, my seventh meal. So no cardio, but pretty strict diet, training hard, and an hour of posing every night. That's all, man, just relying on training and, you know. How often cards. did you change your diet? Uh, not much. It was pretty much the same through the whole prep. How hard was the training in the gym? The training was very it, – it was good. It was good. It was good because I had so much fat in my diet, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like shit, you know. I wasn't dying. I wasn't really suffering. And um, but it, like I said, it was very, very different. What'd you weigh in at at the Arnold? I was right at one eighty. They measured me wrong. They always fuck up the height. Usually an IBB measured me at like five four. But I was five five. Uh, so right at one eighty on the dot. And then when you weighed in, I remember this. This was this was a something I'll never forget. You were flat and depleted and tired, and you were ordered uh, to eat a pizza at 9 o'clock in the morning. Right. We wanted to get a pizza. Um, we couldn't find a pizza. In Columbus, Ohio, by the way. 9 o'clock is, in the morning. If you guys have not been to Columbus, Ohio, it's not really a pizza town. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a pizza. Um, we had to get lucky because the hotel had DiGiorno pizzas. But to this day, That you know, David, by the way, shout out to David, wherever he is, was the one that knew about those. Shout out to my vice president being skinny, but having a fat kid's heart and knowing that there was DiGiorno microwave pizzas. I had three of them. He had three of the goddamn three things. Of them. But, you know, it's crazy because PJ's still wondering, like, damn, dude, I don't know. What would you look like if you didn't have that goddamn pizza? I know. And as soon as I had that pizza, I pooped out, and I felt tight. You know, I wasn't bloated or nothing, but I still I just don't know what would happen if I didn't have that pizza. Because he came into my room, and by the way, my athletes know about this by now. Katie doesn't know yet. So I know Stephanie knows. I don't know if Keon really knows because I've always been like pretty pleased for the most part. But he came into my room and I didn't say anything at all. And that's just not like me because I always got a lot to say. And so I was like, let me take a video of you posing. And I videotaped him posing and then I went into the other room and I sent it to Flex. And then I sat there waiting like this. The people that are listening can't see what I'm doing in my fingers. And then he texts me back. And he goes, don't post that video. He looks like shit. And I go, yeah, well, what do you want to do now? The fucking show is later on. That's why I'm sending this to you. What are we supposed to do? And his response was he needs pizza. So I'm calling like all these numbers trying to find a pizza at 9 o'clock in the morning. I was happy as shit, by the way, too. I was confused as hell. Yeah, in his head, he's like, I don't know why he's not saying anything. I'm assuming I'm good, but I'm happy that I got a pizza. Meanwhile, I'm quiet because I'm like, this motherfucker is about to throw away the Arnold after all that shit, and now we got to rely on a goddamn pizza. Now, here's the deal. The pizza actually did 
miraculous things for his physique um, because he looked small and soft when he came into my room and it filled him out a lot and it hardened him up a lot. That's what happens when you're just really flat and you're just overly depleted. So the what pizza did a lot. What made you choose pizza over, say, something else? I didn't choose shit. What What do you think made him I think Flex pizza? chose pizza because I think he was thinking that there's a lot of sodium. Right. Uh, and fats and carbs and the combination of everything was probably just going to fill them out the right way. You got, I guess, enriched flour in the crust, which will probably absorb pretty easy. This is just, by the way, this is just me right. coming up with my own reason of why I think that would have happened. Not not something normal that I would do. Right. I'd be a little nervous about all that cheese. I mean, most people, right, you think cheese after you haven't had it for how many weeks and you're like, that's a disaster. Oh. I think luckily. I got wrecked. I, I got wrecked my first show I ever did. They were like, what do you want to eat after the show? I was like, pizza. If I didn't go to the bathroom, I'd probably been fucked though. Yeah. But luckily, I pooped in like five minutes, which that's what you want. Yeah. But I can remember because obviously we we'd been you know texting and stuff the whole day, and he told me that he was y'all were having him eat a pizza or a few pizzas, mm-hmm. and in my head I was like, oh lord, like this could go really good. Yeah. Or it could go really bad. Well, the pizza. Thankfully, the pizza worked. So. Then we go to New York Pro, mm. and obviously considerably different. Let's go over some bullet points for New York Pro. You can summarize it basically the same way you did for the Arnold. Uh, New York Pro, uh, far as the training, it, um, I stopped doing the six sets of 20, nothing against it. I just wanted, you know, I, I, like, I love to push weight, you know. The way I got my body, my physique is through just heavy volume, just going up the weight and just throwing. Heavy and volume. He was crazy how many trains. And, um, yeah, man, so far as the diet, chicken and fish. Wasn't used to that at all. <laughs> I didn't have chicken or fish for none of my um, Arnold prep, so that was that was good. Uh, carb cycling, that was very, very new to me. Um, that shocked the hell out of my body. So PJ definitely learned my body real quick, learned that carb cycling was the best. Um, and then like the last two weeks, that's when I actually felt, I guess the word, you know, suffer, you know, I was drained, energy was low, but that's how I knew everything was working at the time. Um, definitely came in a whole lot tighter, bigger, put on probably at least what, five pounds of muscles going in. Um, my weight was probably like 184, probably the day before the show. So that's, that was just to tell you how much I grew in. The, that mount and not to mention i didn't really have a rebound after the arnold either no. you know no it time it was no time soon as that after the arnold man a week later i was right back on prep you know going full blown so that's new york in a nutshell and you know we won it and then after that win everybody started talking about keon pearson so after the arnold i knew that he was going to be great from the start i knew that he was going to be great from the time that that he came on. I didn't know how fast it was going to be great, but I knew it was going to be great. And after New York, you had judges telling him, you can definitely be in the top five at the Olympia. And you had most people that were watching telling him he could be in the top five at the Olympia. And I just looked at it as, all right, we have to get right back to work and we can make some improvements right now. And we went into a mass building phase. And I basically said, listen, you can get up to 200 pounds. You get over 200 pounds, number one, I'll be impressed. Number two, then I'll be like, all right, we got to slow some, some shit down. And he got up to about 194, I believe was the heaviest, uh, and a big and lean 194. And I said, we're going to do this in three phases. Phase one is just grow. 
Phase two is going to be putting putting you you know back on plan into a carb cycle, and that would that would be eight weeks out, which we did. And uh, phase three was going to be like the last four or five weeks, which is going to be brutal suffering. And I told him I was like, your 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 last four or five weeks is going to be horrible because you already have basically as much muscle as you can have for for this for this weight. You know, you're not allowed to get any heavier. It's not like open bodybuilding where you can just keep getting bigger. You actually have to be 180 pounds. So. I said, we're going to make it so there's so much muscle on your frame that you have to truly suffer and that I have to get creative as a coach on getting you to, to weigh 180. It's going to suck really bad. But once you do weigh 180, it's going to be the craziest 180 that anybody's ever seen. And now we're two weeks out and he's 185 pounds. And he he honestly looks like a, like a piece of granite. Like, And I'm not overhyping up my guy or anything like that. But like when he poses now, like his his body is like a rock. Like there's very little fat anywhere. And I can see where there's a little bit of fat that, that can go for sure. And there's of course visceral fat, which we can't see, uh, you know, around his organs and whatnot. But it's gonna be like down to the last day for him to get that weight. And there's gonna be a lot of suffering, more suffering than he's gonna be used to. But I don't think that that me or him or Katie or anybody really knows how crazy he's going to look at 180 because it's going to be like stupid, you know, because right now what he looks like, I've had a couple people already that like I've showed like some videos behind the scenes and they're like, where's the weight going to come from? And I'm like, oh, it'll come out. You know, there's intracellular water that's going to come out. You know what I mean? And in that process, things dehydrate more, skin gets tighter, whatnot. It's got to come back in though when he weighs in and when he comes back in, he's going to be like exploding off of his body and I think that's the big factor for him at the Olympia is when I looked at him at the New York Pro I was like this physique is going to battle in the top five of the Olympia without a doubt I, I believe that in my heart and I told everybody I was like I believe that George DeBull is the guy to beat I I do not disrespect Brianna in any way he's a great champion but when I saw George DeBull at the, at the Arnold I was like that fucking dude is really good that's the guy but now it happened around New York when we shot that video with Sammy and I saw Keon and how much the new weight has kind of like cemented onto his frame. And I, I just told him straight up, we're going to win the Olympia now. And I, I was going to train him the same way no matter what. But now there's like extra motivation and drive and pressure on, on my side as a coach too to make sure this goes the way he's pressuring the fuck out of himself anyway, but all he has to do is just listen to what I say. But but now Keon can win the Olympia. And so people keep asking me, they're like, What what do you think is gonna happen at the Olympia? And I just keep saying we're gonna win. You know, and, and I'm gonna put a physique on on stage that's gonna be undeniable. Like the physique that you saw at the Arnold, a lot of people were like, Oh, he's not hard enough. You know? And I said that too. And and the big thing at the Arnold was and and look there's no reason for anybody to lie about the fact that he was natural at the Arnold. You know, there's there's a lot of people that want to be haters and, and say that we're lying, right? Well, if we were lying, why did he look dramatically fucking different at New York when we didn't say that? Dramatically different. So I don't even look at the Arnold physique anymore. Fuck that physique. That's that's the past. That, that physique's done. I'm looking at the New York pro physique. The New York pro physique was a top five Olympia physique, and he honestly doesn't look anything like that now at all. It's crazy. It looks like it's been a year how much bigger he is. And, and I've talked to other people that don't get it that are like, oh, how could he be that much bigger? He weighs the same, but the way that you can refine a muscle and change a mus muscle 
and improve a muscle, it greatly enhances just the size aspect of it. And and he is like 3D. Like his his body, like people say to me, like when they don't, when they just see his pictures, they're like, so wait a minute, that guy's 180 pounds? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, dude, he looks like the guys that you see on the regular Olympia stage. I'm like, no, I know he's just a scaled down version of that. If you made him fucking 5'9", I don't know who could beat him anywhere, you know, but... In, in that division, I don't know what, like, George is allowed to weigh or what these other guys are allowed to weigh. There won't be anybody at that height that can that can hang with the kind of, like, shape and proportions that he has. And that will make you look bigger against taller guys or guys that don't have as good enough shape. So now the plan is to go in there and and to go in and, and and win. And I know that he believes that he can and I believe I believe it. I never I never said shit. I don't I don't like blow smoke up people's asses. I mean, Billy and Sammy will tell you. I told Sammy straight up. The first time he ever came in my office I was like, "You shouldn't even do nationals. You're not good enough." <laughs> I straight up said that. I was like, "All your friends are telling you bullshit." And then but he he said then he was like, "Will you tell me what to do?" And I said, "Yeah." And then now like I I give it to him straight. So, at the New York Pro after that, I I said, "You know, look, look. I know we can get top 5 and He's just progressed a lot, and and so now our plan has changed. Well, I think that um, it should be a battle to see here in 14 days in Las Vegas, Nevada at Mr. Olympia. No matter what happens, this is the way that I look at this. And it's hard to tell like anybody who's putting their whole life into something otherwise. But at this point, there is no losing at all because – He's going to go in the show. There's people that are that are watching him that want him to win. And he's going to go in the show better than he's ever been. No one's ever going to see a physique like that before. You know, they'll say, oh, you're kind of like Flex Wheeler. You're kind of like this guy. You're kind of like this guy. But there's never been anyone like him before. So when he goes on stage looking like that that no one's ever seen before, he's going to have a whole new group of fans. And either he's going to win the Mr. Olympia and be the best classic bodybuilder in the world, or he's going to be the guy that all these other people think should be the Mr. Olympia. So there's truly no downside to it. It's not like he's the champ right now and some new Keon Pearson's coming in and beating him. There, there's He's going in there as an underdog to fucking upset people because I don't really think that there's anybody out there, maybe the people that really love him like I do, that think that he can win. I think most people are like, yeah, he'll make it in the top five. I think that's about what I've heard from people. I think that people think Breon's going to win. I think that some people think that George will win. I think some people think that Bumstead will win. Those are probably the three names that I hear the most. Um, honestly, I, I think a lot of people think that Brian will just win again, which I haven't felt that way the whole time. And I, like I said, again, it's no disrespect. And these are all great competitors, yeah. but I feel like none of them haven't won against a physique like mine before. No. You know what I'm saying? Not the way you are now. And he presents himself very, very well. And one of the things that I will say, there was a major, major plus for the whole like flex wheeler era was the amount of time that he spent posing that when he first came down here, I was kind of stressed out. I pulled flex aside and I was like, yo, he sucks at posing. Hmm. I'm like, he can't control his muscles. He can't hold him for that long. We were sitting by the mirror one day and, and we were hitting like leg shots and I was like talking to him and he was like, damn, you can just hold your legs while you talk like that. And I was like, you're going to have to know how to do all this stuff, and now he hits his poses effortlessly and perfectly. Perfectly, so that era with all that posing that they did was extremely important for him, and that's part of being a champion is being able to pose like the best of them. So 
we're not going to get on another podcast from now till then. I just wanted people to get an update on where you're at and, and let everybody meet Katie because she's awesome too. And um, this isn't about like hyping you up or talking shit or anything. It's just letting people know like what our thoughts are on where we're at with everything, you know? In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to hype Katie up a little bit, and I'm going to use her as a little bit of an example. Um, so she joined the Legion not too long ago. And, oh, uh, shit. I know where this is going. And um, how many clients do you have? You mean my coaching clients? Yes. That I, um, probably close to 30. Okay. Total. So have you been writing Blackstone Lab supplements into their plans? Yes, okay. since I started with y'all. Because um, my theory is so – I even would tell Key on this before I, I started with Blackstone or came on board. I believe in y'all's products. Um, I've never felt that way about a supplement company, like it, especially on prep. If I can't use something myself when I'm prepping, I feel fake telling it to other people. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I felt in the past with other companies. So – um, I was giving these to my clients even before because I knew they would look better. And obviously, as a coach, I want my clients to look their best. So I was already, you know, telling them to use these products, the ones that I've used that I know would be good for them. So it kind of just made sense to just continue doing that. And I, I feel for every person, there's at least one, probably multiple, multiple products that they could use. Um, you know, each person, obviously. Mm -hmm. So that's just your average person, not even prepping, not even into fitness. Um, so it kind of is just easy for me, comes easy because it's not like I'm pushing these products on them. I'm just straight up telling them, oh, you have this problem or you've been telling me your digestion is off. Let's do this. Or you've been telling, you know, certain things. So it, it's just common sense to me. So that is basically what PJ and I say to each other all the time is that mm -hmm. it, it just kind of seems like common sense that if you're a coach and you are sponsored by a company like Blackstone where you have a discount code that's worth 20% off and you've already been telling people, hey, you should probably use this supplement or that supplement for this part or that part of your prep or your regimen or whatever it is that you're prescribing for these people during their time under your watch for fitness, um, whatever their goal may be, for you to not put your discount code in their plans and tell them, Hey, you should use my code on your gear support on your hype on your dust is just really shooting yourself in the foot because this is your first month, I believe with actually with a code running and there's already a huge number of people using your code. Like I don't remember exactly what the number was, but I don't think it's up to 30, but it's probably close to 30. So pretty damn good. Pretty much everybody that you've, got under your watch whatever their goal may be fitness wise they're listening to you and using it and that's going to net you um five percent commission on the next time we do a payout i'm not sure if it'll be screwed up because of this hurricane or what exa how exactly that's going to work out this time but um yeah as long as you know you continue to break 10 sales every month you're going to get five percent commission on those sales and that's for everybody in the legion so if you have clients and you're not doing this i don't know why you wouldn't it just seems like common sense. So if she can do it, I'm sure you can do it and everybody can do it. So it's like, like PJ and I said, like you just said, it just seems like common sense, but I, 
I feel like it's something that I should talk about. I don't like, know. It's it's not to yeah. so many people though. I know, but it's kind of it's kind of like a like a little goal I set for myself too, with each of my clients, even older ones that I've had for a long time. If they haven't been taking any supplements, then I I start thinking in my head, okay, each client recommend at least one Blackstone product. All of them I do, at least a few, but at least one was kind of like a goal I set for myself. So that could be a good a good thing for everybody else to implement with their own clients as well. Just for each of their even older clients, say, okay, this person, you know, they have this problem. I'm going to recommend this this product to them and if they're your clients and you've been working with them and they trust you they should take your recommendation because they trust you it's also a good way to know how many of your clients actually trust you and take right. your advice and listen to you, yeah <laughs> yep and be genuine about it don't be don't, don't be, be fake saying don't be salesy people can read through that yeah right. and you don't that's need to, not you what we're telling people to do right. we don't want you guys to do that right. everybody can take gear support everybody can benefit from taking gear support so right. that's that's one right off the bat that everybody can take daily um mm-hmm. but yeah don't don't tell somebody to take something that you know they have no don't take a tell a woman to take brutal force like if i find <laughs> out that you're doing that i'm gonna kick you out of the legion so um but that's it's just the point that i wanted to make because i saw your name pop up on the uh leaderboards this month and you'll be so you'll be captain starting next month and you'll be getting a 250 dollars supplement allotment instead of 100 so you've got that to look forward to and then um next month again as long as you keep it over 10 you'll get five percent commission so good deal for everybody out there that's listening do we have um questions in there this week might as well bust out some questions while we're here maybe we'll get some uh assistance from kian and katie on the questions All right, yeah, we got some some good ones. All right. All right, the first one says, "Hey guys, I currently take five milligrams Cialis at bedtime. Do I need to stop this if I'm taking Hype Reloaded? I only plan to take Reloaded on training days. Should be fine. It's just a lot of blood flow. So I've been taking five milligrams of Cialis every night for like the past twelve years. Um, you just have to be careful of taking them together because it can drop your blood pressure." And if it drops your blood tra- pressure, it can it can drop it hard where you're getting like dizzy and cold and lightheaded. Next one says, can PJ talk about IV vitamin with the glutathione push? I recently did it and liked the result. Me and Keon just did that actually uh, last week. So good for you. Really, everybody should be doing this and benefiting from it. Yes, it's fine to take all your vitamins orally like we've all been doing for years. They get completely broken down though by your stomach acid and your liver breaks a bunch of it down. So doing it intravenous, it gets into your bloodstream right away. So you're getting like mega, mega potency. And then the glutathione is huge because glutathione detoxifies your liver. And when your liver is functioning properly, all your your organs function better with it. Um, You're fighting free radicals. It's even uh, anti-cancer in some ways. So just so damn good for you to be doing that stuff. I can't stress enough the importance of that. The next one says, I have lingering tendonitis. I currently take three orthobolic twice a day. Would more be better? And what is the max dose? Well, yes, you can take more. And there isn't really a max dose of that. But once you get to the point where you're, let's say, tripling the dose, you're just wasting it at that point. If you're still in a lot of pain at that point, you're just going to want to go to the doctor. And that, again, is something that you need to be on year round. I see a good number of quote-unquote celebrity endorsements from the red brand 
They don't deserve to be named. How do we get more of these for BSL? Are they organic or paid? An example I recently saw was Adam Scherer, Braun Strauman from WWE. Nobody cares about WWE wrestlers. Like I most, didn't even, I didn't even know that was still a thing. Most of them don't have bo good bodies. You know yeah. what I mean? And <laughs> like, if companies want to pay celebrities to say they take their products, I think most people are pretty smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like most people are like, that guy doesn't fucking take that. He got paid to say that. Then again, if if I mean, there's people still watching the WWE. Those people are definitely not that smart. No, they're not. They're, they're definitely not. <laughs> they're definitely like. I mean, look, if Kim Kardashian wanted to take Blackstone Labs, I'll give her all the all the Blackstone Labs that she can have for free forever for the rest of her life. What do you mean? But I'm not gonna pay her to say that she takes Blackstone Labs. That flying kick off the top rope was 100 percent real. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just saying. Who are you? Jeez. All right, next one says, hey, PJ, ever since starting TRT, I have frequent urination and weak urine flow also. It keeps me up at night. Went to the doctor. Prostate was fine. No urinary infections. Any supplements to help with this or any other ideas? I drink plenty of water throughout the day. Thanks. Man. Interesting. Um, try supplementing with some celery. Um, and I'm curious if you get your blood work done again, make sure you didn't have a kidney infection because it could have been just an infection a urinary tract infection or a kidney infection. So you may want to go and, and see a doctor again. Um, you can supplement with celery also may help with that, but that, that sounds more of a kidney thing than anything else. <laughs> Yo, this text question is like one of the best we've ever gotten. I feel like it is definitely the longest, but like this has got some depth to it. Okay. All right. This one says, Hey, PJ and Josh, I love your podcast. The honesty, knowledge, fitness related and beyond the humor are a winning combination. I've taken your advice and gone back to listen to the previous episodes, which was a lot as I started at about episode 46. At this point, I've listened to all but a handful on my commute today. I heard some of your cardio Q and a and your response to someone's results after taking a few Blackstone supplements. And it made me really curious to hear what you would think of mine. So here it goes. I'll give you a brief, you know, not really, sorry, overview of my fitness journey and attach a few other documents, such as example of diet, body composition, and photos oh boy. to this email to keep the question shorter. But if you want more info, like you sometimes say, you wish you had for these types of questions, it'll be there. At 32, my metabolism dipped slightly. I've always been fairly slim through 150, 160 throughout my adult life and 5'8" somewhere between an ecto and mesomorph. Earlier this year at 34, I decided one day that I wanted to get back into shape. Early In early April, I started doing cardio six days a week and cooking very clean with a carb cycling diet. Carb cycling works very well for me. I did high, low, no carb, or high, no carb, no carb. The first photo I have attached is 30 days after this started, May 1st. By June 1st, second photo, you can see that I lost all that shit weight, and I still had a natural V-shape, but I was incredibly small, so I decided that more cardio was not the answer because with an even slimmer version of myself would look, probably look like crap and be good for nothing except marathons, so I decided to start going to the gym. This was the key turning point for me. In years past, I struggled with anxiety, and for that reason, would not go to gyms due to small the small area cramped with lots of people. A few, few years ago, I got over... I completely got over the anxiety issue, which was truly life-changing. Now the gym doesn't bother me at all. So in late May, early June timeframe, I bought a membership at a good local gym, started going six days a week, doing dozens of hours of research of on online, talking to friends and coworkers about fitness, and one of them recommended Blackstone. I began listening to your podcast constantly, reading even more and talking to personal trainers at the local gym. I've also always... I've Wait, hold up. I've also... 
Always enjoyed cooking and already ate relatively healthy to begin with, so that helped. At this time, I was only using whey isolation BCAAs. By mid to late June, I decided to test the waters with antigen and EpiCat in growth. Had never really used supplements, so I wanted to start a cycle of Chosen One, Brutal Force, along with gear support, more growth, isolation, BCAAs, Letro. A few weeks later, I added Hype and Eradicate in case I wanted to double up on Chosen One and Brutal Force. My on cycle for pro hormones began July 22nd and the third photo, August 1st, you can see a huge difference already. At that point, I had only been using pro hormones for about 10 days. So a lot of that transformation was just from organic working out antigen and epicat growth and eating clean plus a few days of chosen one and brutal force i also did an in-body test to check my body composition assessment on may 18th and then again on august 6th you can see the B pbf went down by almost five percent and i gained quite a bit of lean body mass to put that in better perspective i actually lost 14 pounds after the two months of cardio from april to may dropping 173 to 159 so <laughs> the second in-body when I'm at 170, that is basically me putting back on 11 pounds of good body weight from June to July. By going to the work, by going to the gym, and although I gained weight, I look even leaner, I also took your advice to get blood work done and the numbers came back great. Then in the last photo, August 22nd, you could see a bit more improvement, hitting the gym hard, greatly increased my diet, which is still very clean, but eating a minimum of five meals per day. My veins are popping out more. Coworkers have commented that they can see my shoulders, etc. I can actually see some muscle in my upper pecs now, the collarbone. First of all, I feel so much better both mentally and physically. I enjoy going to the gym every day. I want to keep eating healthy because my body's craving it, not to mention the increased confidence and body image. This is the most challenging feeling, changing feeling I've had besides recovering from the anxiety. So thank you so much for your help from the podcast and your products in that regard. Now to the questions. <laughs> oh my God. So far I have it all, by the way. I fucking, do you guys have this? I do. Have you lost it? You have lost it. What was the, you what was the question? Get out that door. We got it. Don't say it. He's again. getting no, into the question the, now. The okay. look on his face when I said out of the question. Bro, right. your eyeballs came out of your head. All right, give me the question. I've stored it all. I actually have a, a good mental picture of what he looks like. I want to. Oh, I want to. I want to compare it. What color is his hair? Uh, brown. <laughs> question one. There's three, by the way. Okay. I am currently at the point where I'm about 175 pounds before I go to sleep at night, 170 in the morning. I've increased my diet to five to six high protein, high carb meals a day. Macros at 40%, 40%, 20%. I have healthy nut mixes, use olive oils, have a little dark chocolate on occasion for the healthy fats. But I think I'm more like Josh and I have a hard time putting on weight. Even with Chosen One and Brutal Force, I heard you suggest eating some cheeseburgers in a podcast simply to load on extra calories. Do you think I need to do things like that throughout the week or do I just need to be patient and wait another month or two for the supplements to kick in? Let me see. Oh, it's a zip. Mm. So Josh is to the person who sent these questions in. You're you're lean and you do look good. Josh is I don't want to say considerably leaner, but he is far leaner than that. Eating shit food, so he has to just eat calories. You, on the other hand, are definitely lean. Let me look at let me let me look at that. Um, however. I will say, as like, as much as I feel like you went overboard on the content, I can understand why you did. Because if you actually have gone back and watched all the podcasts, people ask questions 
that are really important about their health or like saying like, hey, I have this detrimental issue. My doctor is not helping me. And mm-hmm. then they give us zero backstory. Yes. No, you gave me all the information. So the body fat is 14%, which is pretty low. That's pretty low. My advice is to just add in one big ass either refeed or cheat day a week. Keep doing what you're doing because, I mean, he gave us a ton of information. He, he, he looks good. Can you go back to the pictures of him? Uh, but being that lean, if you're stuck, I can tell you right now, when I see somebody that's that lean and that's telling me they're stuck growing, I would rather just see you eat more food. So this is him. This is the most recent pictures of him. He's, he's lean. Yeah. So, I mean, he's eating a lot of food. My advice is to just dirty it up a little bit. But don't go, out, don't go overboard because you're not so lean that you can't get fat again. I'd hate to see you do that. Pick one day. Let's say you pick Sunday. Right. And let's make Monday your, your leg day. I do this with a lot of people on Sundays. Just refeed, just load up on carbs, eat a cheeseburger if you want, have it be a day where you go hard on food and just rest and then go at it like a demon on Monday and you'll burn through a lot of those calories. Next question. <clears throat> question two. When I decided to start doubling up on chosen one and brutal force dosage two in the morning, two at night, the sales rep suggested that I use both electro and eradicate in the morning and at night as well. I understand most of your products pretty well, have listened to all of your videos, but I feel like I don't understand the difference between these two very well. Why not just take two Letro twice per day or instead take two Eradicate twice per day? Why take one of each? Is there any rhythm or reason or is it more of just a try it out, see what you like kind of thing where it could be different for each person? I believe that Eradicate also blocks cortisol, so I wasn't sure if maybe that had something to do with it. So Eradicate I like a lot for women because it doesn't stop estrogen production it stops its ability to bind with the receptor letro on the other hand stops estrogen production so you do want to have some estrogen um i guess whatever sales rep that you spoke to i'm thinking that their theory on on taking both would be a strong risk of gyno perhaps at the higher dosage um i i don't like to sit and say that I think that my sales guys are wrong, but in this case, I don't think that you need to do both of those products. I mean, if you're somebody that had horrific gyno problems, then yeah, take both, because you're gonna have to attack estrogen, either that or just don't get on hormones at all. Um, But really, you'd be good with one over the other, either the arimistane, which is eradicate, or the letro. Um, Letro works faster, Um, so if you're in a position like, if you guys are ever wondering anyway, also like, if you, if you have gyno coming and you're really worried about it, that's what that product Letro is specifically for. Eradicate, on the other hand, I have girls all over the place using Eradicate. It's kind of like a poor person's Nolvidex. And so there's a lot of bikini competitors that use Eradicate, great results from it. In fact, I had one of my bikini competitors just didn't want to use Nolvidex this year, and we used Eradicate the whole time. She got pretty good results. I wouldn't, I wouldn't replace Nolvidex with Eradicate, but it's, it's pretty damn good. Um, but I, I wouldn't say to stack both of them unless you're somebody that just has real bad guy now. All right. Question number three. Wanted to throw a non-fitness one in there since you ask for them every week. Okay. It's for Josh. And by the way, thank you for replacing that robot. Episode eight is your first official Blackstone Labs podcast in my mind. Damn. Holy <laughs> shit. So when I first. That <laughs> That's fucking mean. When I first Dude, you guys are mean sometimes. When I first saw this question, I saw how beefy it was at the top, and I went straight to the bottom, and I was like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be worth it. So the old host of the podcast is Chris Heron, the head of customer service, who I introduced you to. He has the headphones on. He's quiet. Mm -hmm. 
and you know what? He has a very good speaking voice. He's a very eloquent speaker. He doesn't really have much pizzazz is the word that I'll use. Life. Doesn't have much of life. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the, the, the like fans of the show are like really mean. They wreck him. They like wreck him. They're like, thank God for Josh. That other guy sucked. <clears throat> like they're real hard about him. I'm like, dude, he only did like five shows. Give him a break. It's part of the reason why I love doing this shit. <laughs> and then when I brought Josh on, I was like, look, here's the deal. Like, Josh likes it. The people really liked him. And he was like, I didn't want to do this anyway. He was like, I actually hated every week. Yeah, he was like, I just did it because you told me I had to. And I was like, all right, well, then everyone wins. He says, sure, Josh was in seven, but he was all professional and restrained. That's not the Josh we know and love. So I'll give you guys props for your 100th episode, but not until 108. Okay, joking aside, you bring a lot of flavor to the show, brother. Keep it up. I noticed your Instagram has these videos of you going on rampages about something, yelling and shit. It's pretty funny. I have to assume you did this once. And people requested more because they thought it was hilarious, too. Not really sure. It must have started before I began following Blackstone. How did that start? Is there a good story that goes along with it? There's really... He just likes you mad. Yeah. I mean, like, I I just get mad a lot. Want to know the, the answer to that one? He has a bad temper. That's yeah. where it comes from. That's, that's the answer to that one. Getting mad about mac and cheese. And yep. There's no, like... Uh, like, plan for it. It's just, if something makes him mad, you're going to hear about it. Actually... There is a, a good fucking reason for it because I didn't know this, but and Billy's the one that told me this. But most recently, when I got my blood work done, um, you know, we we joke around that like I just have like the blood of a unicorn or whatever, and my metabolism is whatever fucking alien race, and mm -hmm. I can eat these things and look this way. And so when I showed Billy my blood work, he was like, "No, you you're fucking have hyperthyroidism. <laughs> like you're you're actually have a real problem. And like, are you losing your hair? Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Are you your eyes? Like, I know you're fucking irritable all the time. <laughs> like, he's like, so that's part of the reason why you're such a dick is because I guess my uh, what is it? LSH. Yeah, but well, you're TSH. TSH. Uh, I wouldn't think that that would make you have a bad temper though. Well, when I looked it up, that was like the like the first thing was irritability and maybe you're just hangry all the time. Yeah, that too could be that. That too. Extra I just I burn food so fast yeah. that I'm constantly I'm, I'm permanently hangry. Yeah, watch a story every day, Olympia Prep, 2019. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> Still lean. I'm trying to come in as shredded as him, doing no cardio and no dieting. So crazy. <laughs> and so far he's winning, but I'm trying. <laughs> um, you just don't eat enough. Yeah, no. If I if I spent time eating all day like you guys, he only I mean, eats a couple times. A day. I would look like you guys, but you not know. <laughs> um, far. Don't worry. That's all right. I'll, that's the thing is like I'll take what I got for what I do. It's not a bad trade for me, so I'll take it. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Um, I'll keep the uh, the angry stories coming. Encouraging the anger. Yes. I, I, that's the thing is like I, I I'll be honest with you. Like I've for the first time ever posted me raging somebody on my thing where like people could go back and watch it, not just on my story. And I was like, I probably shouldn't post this because someone's going to be like, oh, you're a dick or whatever. And uh, a lot of people were like, no, please give me more of this. This is exactly what I want to see. It like makes me so happy. And I'm like, all right. Well, when he first started working here, um, he I'm glad I don't care if he does it in his stories. When he first started uh, working here, he went into a store and like threatened to kill a person in the store. And the owner of the store called me and was like, I think that you should know about this because this is your employee and you know, you're a reputable brand and I like you as a person and this and that. And he like explained it all to me. And he was like pretty new at the time, but I liked him a lot. And my old partner was there. My old partner is, my old partner Joe is like pretty old school. He's from Brooklyn. 
Italian guys. Like me and him have a very, very similar mindset. Um, and so he came in and so we we're like, Hey, you know, we got a call today and uh, would you like to explain the situation? And so he like explained the situation to us. And the guy on the phone was like, look, he came in here, no shirt on, like saying he was going to kill this fucking guy. And so I was like, did you go into a store today? Um, <laughs> with your shirt off threatening to kill the guy that was in there. And he said, yes, but I was wearing, <laughs> I, did do that. I was wearing my Blackstone Labs shirt. And so I took my Blackstone Labs shirt off so that people wouldn't know that I work for Blackstone Labs and give Blackstone Labs, you know, a bad rap. And we were like, huh? And when he left, I like looked at my partner, Joe, and my partner, Joe goes, honestly, I'm pretty happy that he took the Blackstone Labs shirt off. <laughs> And then we both started laughing and he goes, he was thinking of us. And I was like, I guess, honestly, yeah. I mean, if you put it like that, I wasn't really thinking about it like that. I was just thinking he just had no shirt on and went crazy. And he goes, look, if he said that he took the shirt off because he didn't want people to see Blackstone Labs, he goes, I respect that. I like that guy. And I was like, you know what? I like that too. Um, <laughs> but I prefer him keeping it in his story. That's a true story from when he first started. By the way. Not only that, but I was also driving the Blackstone Labs mobile, the, yes. the juke at the time, and I did not drive the Blackstone Labs juke to that location mm. to do that. I was actually intentionally picked up by another individual in another car. And I forgot about that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, no. The I, juke still lives, by the way. My grandparents drive it. Yeah, I didn't crash it. Thank you. <laughs> um, are there more questions? Um, yes, there are a couple more. <clears throat> so... This one says, hi, Braun, came across Blackstone's website, loved the design, definitely caught my eye, just wanted to drop you an email, blah, oh, it's about marketing. Oh. See, see, they've gotten smart now, they've made it, they've disguised it to where it's not a copy and paste and it actually looks like a question. A question, yeah, sneaky, These sneaky, fucking sneaky. dicks. <laughs> if you could go back in time and bang anyone, who would it be? Me? That is such a hard question because there's so many. I can only bang one? Yeah. Back in time, I could bang anyone. Do they have to be dead or can they be alive still? No rules. I mean, I would love... They have to have been alive during your, your lifetime. Well, all right. There's a, there's a point in my life where I would have answered fast and been like, Pamela Anderson. Uh, but there's also a, po a point in my That's life... A good answer. There's also a point in my, now though, now you're getting hep C, I think, if you, if you get up. Well, I mean, it depends on what time you did this at. Uh, now though, over all the years, I think the one who really like got me the most was Jenny from the block when she first was with Diddy. Ass was super fat. I know this is a real answer because you've said this exact yep. answer before. Ass was super fat, just fucking... Puerto Rican girl from the neighborhood, strutting down the street before she got all rich and famous. I that version of of J Lo I thought was so fucking hot. See, and that's how you know that your answer is real. I would have laced into her too. She would have not even tried to call Diddy after I was done with her. <laughs> he wouldn't be, wouldn't have had a chance. Keon is not allowed to answer that question. No, Keon, you're not allowed to answer that one. You're right, out. Katie, on that so one. what's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're out too but Josh you can answer that one alright so I don't remember what my answer was last time that somebody asked something similarly enough that you had the same answer but I know my answer is not going to be the same because I can't remember what it was but if I, I had to go back just in my brain and think about now I'm going to be super fair on this one S somebody that I definitely could have banged was this 
super ugly duckling girl that went to my high school. Oh, you told me about that girl. And like when we were in high school, she just wasn't cute at all. And she had this a super crush on me and like, she was always trying to like touch me and stuff. And one time I really like, like exploded on her. She like tried to grab my arm in a classroom and I was like, don't touch me. I don't fucking like you. Everybody knows I don't fucking like mean. you. Don't touch me. Mean, and mean. Uh, now that girl has like three and a half million followers. Yeah, I and mean, everybody's trying and she's to touch her. Super fucking. Everybody's trying to touch her. So yeah. if you're listening, whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah, yep. her name is Angelina, but Angelina. it's like uh, it's a Lena Rita on Instagram. Lena Rita. Yeah. I have to look great. her up. Yeah. I want to see her. Yeah, if I could, if be I nice could now, to everybody, guys. If I could now say that I banged her, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty clutch. <laughs> see, what I did when I was younger is all those ugly duckling girls. I see, I hooked up with all them when they were ugly, and now they're pretty, and they still love me because I I gave them that equal opportunity when they were when they were all. Better. I hooked up with a lot of them too, but they just stayed ugly. <laughs> None of them blossomed into three point five million followers. <laughs> Most of them actually are like bombs now. Lena Rita, I'll have to look into her. Oh, I've definitely showed you her before. She's yeah, I know. I remember you showed me her. Yeah, you fucked up on that one. Yeah, my language fucked up good. Uh, this is f funny, but probably not the way somebody should go about trying to get a job here. Oh, this was a job request. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just let you read it because I feel kind of bad about the whole thing. I'm not gonna read the person's name. Yeah. Right. Uh, hi PJ, my name is, we'll just call him Mark. I'm a big time fan of all your work with your businesses and your bodybuilding career. It's inspiring to me. With that inspiration as a freshman in college, I managed to build multiple passive income businesses. And basically I'm messaging you here to be able to one day have an opportunity to work at Blackstone Labs to show I am so committed to the brand, I'm willing to work for free as long as you need me to. My background is in marketing in today's current landscape, SEO, YouTube, Instagram, et cetera. Also certified by the Learn Academy and Facebook ads. I own websites. I don't want to say the names of his websites that he owns. Got a few of them. And many other sites that I sold or still own. Basically, I'm a fan. For me, this is a passion to work for a supplement company and be a help in terms of team to serve something bigger than just myself. To show I am serious, here are just a few things I noticed. Uh, some of my ideas I can initially contribute for things in Ask PJ Braun podcast is disconnect. I'm sure you guys get at least 20K organic search traffic per month with that amazing five, three. So another school of thought is for conversion perspective is putting complete collection product grid on the feature product section. You can see an example. All right, I'm watching all his examples. Um, Honestly, So I can keep on reading this. There's a lot yeah. to it. Well, that's why I kind of... Here's the deal. Honestly, this guy, you're actually... If you're listening to this, you actually brought up a number of positive things. So email me, pj at blackstonelabs.com. I'm not opposed to letting interns come in here at all. We've done Boom. it before. We've done it before. So you could have yourself... And you're saying that you want to work for free, which is what an intern is anyway. We've absolutely done this before. So I want you to please, if you are a true fan and follower, Mark... PJ at BlackstoneLabs.com. Email me this directly here, and we'll talk about setting you up and what you can do. You'll talk to David and Eric, the guys that know way more about this stuff than I do, uh, but you'll certainly have a, a, a chance to intern for Blackstone Labs. All right, so maybe what I said was wrong. Maybe this is your best shot at becoming an intern at Blackstone Labs. Listen, you're not going to – you don't – 
no unless you try. We've had a couple people here over the years that wanted to intern for us. We had a girl that came in here, a medical student. She spent a week with us. When she left, she was like, this place is fucking crazy. But she, <laughs> she loved it. She did. Um, you know, right now it's not the ideal time for interning because we're in all these different buildings. But we'll be back in building soon. This is a very unique place where, you know, I was talking about this with Paul the other day. Like people literally will save up money all year. And they're going to go to Florida and they're going to go to Disney World and they're going to go to South Beach and they're going to go visit Blackstone Labs. And it sounds fucking crazy, excuse my language, but it's happened so many times. Like it's probably happened to me a hundred times now where I've had people come from the UK, Boston, California, wherever, where they're like, hey, I'm vacationing in Florida during these days. And I would just hope that one of those days I could come and just like meet you and hang out at Blackstone Labs. It's nuts. It's nuts. I don't think there's another company that's ever had anything like that. Paul says no way. Um, he was like, you guys just have such a like hardcore fan base. And um, I think that's awesome. It's something that I don't take for granted, um, nor will I ever. And we will be back in one building every, everywhere soon, and we'll start getting back into doing a lot more stuff like that soon. So, so I mean – I'm not saying flood the inbox with your internship requests, but I mean, that's, that was, I didn't expect that. Yeah. That was, <laughs> you never know. People. You never know. Shocked even go me, after, guys. Go after your dream. It's funny because that kind of c- coincides with that, what I sent you from Gary Vee this morning. It's so funny because I was going to say that, like, in in that video, he's like, how do you, how do you get to be an intern at Vayner if you don't know somebody that knows you. He's like, get to know somebody that knows me. Well, I guess you just did that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's how it works, though. I mean, look, I'm not Gary Vee. Shout out to Gary Vee, by the way. We love Gary Vee around here. Um, I don't just... Actually, I will will say that that's actually false. Sometimes they do just go and get people. Um, But I don't really have time to just go and get people. So if you're going to get in with me, you better know somebody... That knows me. You better know Keon like certain somebody did that fucking bullshitted me. Um, you know, you better you better know somebody that I know that'll get you in with me because that's your foot in the door and I'll trust. If you say the right person, if you say Katie or Keon or Josh or Eric, especially Eric. Um, yeah, if Eric recommends you, yeah, shit. You're in. Definitely you're in. Because in. Eric, you're on salary if Eric recommends you. Exactly. <laughs> so um, you're going to get a shot. But you get in, in life, it is very much who you know. Absolutely. Was that the end of the questions? There's two more. Um, this one comes from Chris, the MF Ox. And I think basically his question is, how do you know where the exact right amount of food to eat is to build a substantial amount of muscle without gaining fat? You just find out by the mirror. Okay. One day you're fat. That's how you know you eat <laughs> too much. <laughs> one day. The old school method? Yeah. They have calculators and all these recipes and, and basal metabolic rates and things like that now, but I'd rather just, just eat until I get fat. If you jump and it jiggles, it's fat? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Gotcha. That's how I do it. All right. Next one says, Hey, guys, this question is not fitness-related, but what is the best pickup line that's ever been thrown at you? Not specifically for Katie because I'm not a sexist fuck, but her answer would be appreciated, so I have something to go off of in case I ever get strong enough to duel Keon for Katie's love. Thanks in advance. Stay peachy, <laughs> friends. Um, I mean, ladies first. Katie, how do you want to answer that? The best pickup line I've gotten. Honestly, I don't get I don't get very many. I just get a lot of 
Like, well, not anymore, obviously. But she was on this earth a long time before you were even born, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Kids in the sandbox might have been like offering up their toys and shit. You were still swimming around in daddy's nutsack when she was playing <laughs> in the sandbox. I think I was in middle school when you we was always in talk about this. Yeah, and he'll say, "It's crazy." Where we crazy. The, yeah, it's it's kind of um, old baby. I don't know. I have to think about that. I guess just the like the old lame, you know, did you fall from heaven? Those kind of things. Or just like mainly at the gym, like they'll they'll try and start conversations, or they'll say, "Oh, do you do you compete?" Or you know, what's that exercise? <laughs> what's doing? that exercise? Like, does yeah. that help? Can that help me? And it's just like one earphone out, oh, put it back in, kind of thing. I think that the a lot of guys, when they see a girl that's fit like Katie, they use the, so, oh, are you competing? That's like yeah. the icebreaker. Because Marissa gets that all the time. And I too. will literally be wearing my IFBB Bikini Pro belt, and they will come up and stop me, usually mid-exercise. Mid so I take out my headphones and give them the biggest RBF face <laughs> I have, and then they'll just start up a conversation and say, oh, so, so do you compete? And I say yes. And then they'll just keep on going, and I'm like, "Well, good way to good way to not get in a girl's pants is is interrupt her mid set when she's obviously looks like she's competing, and ask her about her competing right. when she's probably exactly. dieting and grouchy as fuck." Exactly. What about you, Keon? Can you think of anything that a girl ever said to you that you were like, "That was smooth." I must was ugly or something. So I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't have too many girls <laughs> hit on me. Well, not pickup lines, no. No one ever, no one ever slid well, into your DMs and, and was like, you were real funny I, in that movie we, with The Rock? Before, you know, Katie came in picture <laughs> or whatever. No, it's just, I think the best way girls got my attention was, just, you know, go on my profile and they're like, like 20 of my pictures. That's the serial liking. I do that. Boom, 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 boom. Let them know. And they oh, automatic know, boy. like, you know, either I'm just going to message them. Yeah. Or... Well, let me tell you a secret. That doesn't work. When guys do that, what you mean? when they yeah, serial like, 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 it works if you own Blackstone Labs. See, well, this is true, but did you, I mean, maybe some girls. Did you actually do that to me? No, you didn't. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of anything that a girl said to you that you were like, hmm. no? I think I'm in an ugly camp with uh with Kiana. I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever had a girl try to pick me up. My man. I like it when girls pick me up. Honestly, when gir sometimes girls will be like, when a girl starts out with this may be too forward, I'm like, try, try like, me on. You're like, you're about to try me on. Your Unless your vagina is coming in the next fucking shot, then it's not going to be too forward. And even then, I'm down. No, so. and even then, you're probably still too reserved for me. Right. Um, I don't like, so although I'm a very hard worker, and I'm, I think people know that I'm a hard worker, I'm known for my work ethic, I do not want to work to get your attention. So if I gotta come at you with like lines and bullshit, fuck that. It's not my style. I will be very nice to you, and I will compliment you, and I will not give you some cheesy ass like you have pretty eyes. Compliment like I see a lot of dorky guys do. First of all, I don't tell anybody that they have pretty eyes because everybody wears con colored contacts now anyway. I was dating a girl, and this girl came in here, and she goes, "Oh my god, your girlfriend's eyes are so pretty." And I go, "What color are they today?" And she goes, excuse me? And I was like, I didn't see her yet today. Which, which ones are they? And she was like, oh, those are those are fake. And I go, are they the purple ones? Because no one in the world has purple eyes. I hope they're not those. And they were like these green, these greenish ones. 
Um, so if you really want to like make a girl think that you're a loser, tell her that she has pretty eyes because I think that that at, at this day and age you can't trust anybody's eyes anymore. Like that's just you're just dead up giving away that you that you're trying to think of something to say and you got nothing good. Um I don't know. I don't, I'm not really like a like a a pickup line kind of guy. I'm just a very forward. Yeah, I think the pickup lines are kind of just like a Make them laugh though. That's the key. Yep. You just got to be real. Yep, be real. That's it. Be real and make them laugh. Girls like to laugh. And be confident. Like we like even if a guy is just kind of a loser, they're not attractive it's like just be yourself and confident and that's what we like just, yeah, be you'll real. never know just try and you know, yeah. shoot shoot your shot so if you guys right. want a, a sexy ibb pro you know just be real you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> from the realist from the prodigy katie if people want to uh get coached by you how do they get you um so either Email, um, DM, my Instagram is Katie Kopfel. It's all it's all in there. My email, my, I have a website, <coughs> katiekopfel.com. Um, yeah, any of all, all of the above. Sweet deal. Yep. And also for all my Blackstone Labs lovers and everybody else that's listened to this, I will be accepting uh, posing clients after the Olympia. Oh, shit. So if you guys know I love posing, and that's my thing, so I will be accepting posing clients. Right after the Olympia, so follow me, Keon underscore Prodigy, and uh, hit me up. And that's something that, like, you know, if you're just coming up and you're, like, new in the sport and you don't really know what's going on, but you might need a little bit of help with your posing and, you know, maybe you're in the area or if it's convenient for you, you might want to jump on that because you don't know if in 10, 20 years down the road this dude's charging 10 times the price he is now for the exact Which same class that that's you took. So that's the kind of thing you got to think about now. Thank God for Skype. Boom. So on that note, we're going to end this like we always do with a peace out. Bye.